0: Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Pawinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Sounds good. Well then, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And I'm Eduardo. Um, getting back right into Genesis, uh, Genesis 6 through 9, right? right? So um, this has been something I was telling Daniel before we hit record, and um, maybe I'll even have some of that beforehand on this recording, but I've been going back and forth studying um, from two different books, but also, you know, on the web, trying to figure out what makes sense, what other interpretations have been made by other individuals, what esoteric uh, information I can find on the next next part of, of this biblical series that we're doing, and that is Noah's Ark. Just so fascinated, man. First of all, I have to say, like, they just breeze right through it. It's like this is the flood. This is the situation. Such a
1: concise history. Yeah, yeah exactly. and
0: you're like, wait a minute. So how do I? Okay, right. so you have to kind of go back a little bit more and, and see what you can find. Um, and I really, I really, really like that because it just you know broadens your mind. It, it allows you to sort of kind of piece some things together that you already that that you have already spoken about. Um, that we have spoken about, that you have studied, and it kind of all comes up again. So I'm really excited to open up the floor for the discussion of Noah's Ark. And um, you know, obviously, uh, last week we did the the movie Nine, but prior to that, we were talking about Seth and and Cain and and the lineage there. So we'll go right, right back to that with with Seth, you know, and then and moving into Noah. Right. So you know, I do like that in in some of the books that Manly P. Hall talks about Seth being, you know, the the number one right, the the best of the human species that was made in in the creation of God. I, I just really like that they bring that up several times. But Noah being the second, and it's just following you know mm-hmm. um, being the son of of Lamech, um, and. Yeah, just like the again, having to piece all this together as you can tell as I'm speaking right now has been sort of like this journey that I had to go through on my own. But um, you know, the the fact that, you know, even Manly P Hall talks about Noah, um, you know, the one to bring the oblivion, you know, I just really like that. Um that's where the the name Noah comes, right? The name Noah as as a as a definition of rest. You know, in the, in the Kabbalah, I just really like that, you know, that's what's going to set the tone for what we're really doing with Noah's Ark and how we're sort of, you know, needing the time and space to raise consciousness and also just, you know, not necessarily be entombed, but like be at at rest and at peace in order to raise that vibration and raise ourselves to a higher consciousness and get away from um, what, you know, the Bible describes it as the flood, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... um yeah, I think the, the idea that Noah will comfort us and, and how we'll have the, um, how like even theologists talk about, um, the enclosure, you know, um, of consciousness and how we can find this refuge. And, oh, I can't wait to get into the three decks too, you know, as they represent the divine spheres and, um, and so, so sort of how the ark is the mini universe, you know? So I think that a lot of the, again, a lot of the things I'm saying right now, there's just so many pieces that we're going to put together. But, you know, you know about, if you don't know about Noah, you don't know about the flood, um, you know, I highly suggest just go into the exoteric story of of Noah's Ark, and then, you know, you'll be able to understand where we're coming from um, in this esoteric breakdown. So, uh, again, many pieces that, that we want to, like, sort of bring up with regards to the... Um, the hebrew descriptions of of the within the Kabbalah and like sort of like the the 10 attributes and the uh, emanations surrounding the infinite i like that um so uh yeah man i don't want to get too ahead of myself so let's go ahead and and get started
1: yeah man no mm-hmm. great great introduction and that is exactly what we're going to be kind of looking to investigate today and kind of uncover and again we when we approach the bible we have to remember too that the bible there's infinite amount of meanings to every passage, and there's there's this infinitely to this, even to this story. So even the explanation of one esoteric breakdown is only a piece of the puzzle, if that makes sense, okay? So right. we're kind of dealing with this, what Manly P. Hall called as a 12-fold allegory. And what this is, is the Bible's going to have so many many interpretations just within one story. Mm-hmm. So we could make a whole podcast on Noah's Ark and what that actually represents, because it is a story that's going to have significance in each sign of the Zodiac. It's going to kind of experience something different. And that's why they're going to really approach a lot of these biblical stories as these 12-fold allegories. Mm-hmm. So these, um, so this book and how we approach this story, again, is only going to be able to be approached with as much as we've approached ourselves. And so the Bible is going to be always working as this sealed book. And it's only going to be when we uncover aspects of our own consciousness, when we complete these three the three sons of Noah, Noah. in this situation, which is going to be that tra- that thought, emotion, action. Right. Right. So we're going to kind of uncover this. Um, but it's when we put these into balance that we actually release the seals on this book and we can actually understand it and we actually get the eyes to understand this. And so. This is, a, this is a story that's going to evolve with you. And the meaning today, we're going to cover some of the significance, but as you progress in your life and as you develop, there's going to be new meaning that arises. Um, so it's just such an interesting thing because this truly is a living document in the truest sense. And that's right. what we really kind of have to connect with. it. It lives within us and it lives through us. And this book, again, evolves as we evolve. And the The mysteries of the scriptural text are still unknown. So this by no end is this the end of a discussion. This is only the beginning of a discussion, and this book's thousands of years old, and we're only scratching the surface on this discussion. And so as humanity evolves, as consciousness evolves, we're going to open up more seals of this sealed book. But if we kind of look through it through this lens and this physical lens and just the limits of our own self— we're never going to be able to really get the magnitude of what these stories are kind of trying to present with us. Right. You know, and it's and again, we're we're every person, we're every character, where we play all the parts. And so we're seeing that kind of play out through us. Um, but Noah's Ark is going to be one of the the greatest ones to look at for pulling out has much significance as it has. Amazing. It's amazing. It really is. Right? Um, It's just from start to bottom, we can see all these different kind of correlations um, that are really going to give us an understanding of just what the ancients were trying to get past to us and get through to us. Um, And even just the the art of telling a true allegory like this. Like, we can't do this today. We cannot write a 12-fold allegory. Like, if we write an allegory for a movie... It has an outside surface and an inside surface, but none that's, you know, 12, 14 to 16 different huge lessons that can come from it. Because again, these are the stories of all. So they they relate to all. And so we don't have this potential to do this, just like we don't have the potential to do the pyramids. Like, we don't have this capacity to write stories like this anymore. And so it's an honor to even have fragments of it, like you were saying, with how concise this edition is of our creation story. But just to have fragments of it is a really blessing because we can't approach telling a story like this because we're not in that age that can really do something as holistically as this. We have to break everything down and put it into chunks, and that's exactly what we're doing. We're responding to our age and the astrological energy, but we didn't live in a time where we could holistically understand this kind of consciousness and what this is trying to tell
0: to us. Um, And that's why we're kind of piece by piece in it right now. You know what I mean? It's... uh... Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's it's hard to find even words for it. Because even like even uh, when they talk about the causal body and you talk about dissolution here, you're already bringing up alchemy. And so it's like we have exactly. to go through the process of, of what we've discussed already. And it's like, okay, well, hold on. Let's put a yeah. pause on this. Let's explain what dissolution is. Let's explain like what... Well, and then it's like this and that. And so,
1: yeah. I yeah, feel like- no,
0: you bring up a good point, man,
1: because you're right. And I love how you brought up Noah as rest because that's going to come in so big at the end, right? And it totally resonates with what we've talked about with alchemy and that seventh exactly. step of alchemy, what that is in um, the seventh step of creation, everything kind of starts to repeat itself, but you nailed it on the head with the alchemy mm-hmm. because again, in these old ancient texts, water wasn't just solely used. It was more oblivion, right? We were reading that mm-hmm. and that was in Manly P. Halls. He was talking yep. about how it was an oblivion and it was a combination of fire and water. Well, what's the first stage of alchemy calcination, right? It's fire, What's the second stage? Dissolution. It's water. So, you know, the Bible, we didn't learn alchemy from the Bible. Alchemy is the Bible. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, we didn't pull this through and be like, oh, look at this analogy we could make. Like, no, this is it, and now it's in front of us, and this is exactly what we're going to see Noah doing, is really doing this manifestation and this the whole alchemical dance that we ended last season on. And so, if you are a new listener, because we're going to probably be dropping a lot of alchemy terms... Definitely suggest going back to some of the alchemy episodes, specifically probably calcination and dissolution for the conversation today. But we could do a whole podcast series now on Noah the Alchemist. Yeah, right? And that would be a great Halloween costume as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so we do we have this um we have this interesting idea of this oblivion and it's merely more of this this breaking down of the self um for the rebirth, right? And kind of this whole, this whole process and the cleansing of ourselves. Um, but th- there's just so much stuff that touches here because we're also talking, again, we, we know that this is something that's happening internally in, within us, right? Right. But then we still know these ancient stories about Atlantis and Lemuria, which are these sunken continents, right? right? And so there's like these physical connection, and, but there's still this spiritual application. So again, it's happening on all realms at all time. Right. And it's happening within us. And it's that whole connection to this, this deeper, deeper aspect of our history. And, you know, like Michael Caesarian, who's a an occult researcher as well, he talks about the collective um the collective trauma. I'm sorry about that. Collective trauma of the flood. Even though we weren't there, it's still in our yeah. psyche of the fear of. And again, I don't even think it's a physical thing. I think it's the fear of approaching your spiritual death for the first time you know, that's, it's that thing of not wanting to grow and be like, no, I'm okay in my cubicle in my nine to five. Like, I don't want to go somewhere else, you know? Um, It's that, it's that fear, you know? Um, But it's like still a part of us and it's part of this journey. And, you know, we, we're going to kind of talk about how this, this aspect is always happening within us, but even the story so beautifully shows us how to avoid this and how to create rainbows in your life, Yeah, you know, which is like the end game that we're going to be kind game. of making through. But I just loved how you brought up the alchemy aspect, because that's what was, especially this time going back and reading Genesis, that's what was jumping out was like calcination, dissolution. dissolution. Yep. Um, and we still, we talked about this and we kind of talked about that process and even the over self that comes in. And like, we see that developed in this and the purification of our thoughts, our emotions and our actions. So all of it will kind of come up, but, um, you know it's just it's just such an important important story so you know you did maybe we should just start because we're both getting so jazzed up about this
0: it's just it's a dude i first of all have to say like i love how you're able to take it away for exactly what i was trying to piece together in the intro is that again you you're going to hear about the macrocosm and the microcosm in this you're going to hear about again calcination dissolution and i'm really glad that for those who are listeners will know that you know where we're coming from and what lenses we have on or what we're like the perspective that we're piecing this allegory together in but it still blows my mind that as you said in this allegory the magic that lies within within it that i really appreciate is as you evolve just like the the seven steps of alchemy you just raise yourself to another octave you'll have an understanding even further of what you didn't see before prior to the seven steps on the next you know um On the next uh, octave. And so that's kind of how the same way it works with Noah's art. It's just like, well, you know, (laughs) so it's like, this is what I meant before we started recording the podcast. I told Daniel, so it's been, it's been heavy because it's sort of like, oh, I got to pull my papers out. Oh, I got to pull this book out. Wait. Oh, this is, oh, okay. Okay. This is Mm -hmm. what's happening. But then it's like, the thought is almost escaping me. And I'm like, oh, I got to bring it back here. How am I going to present this on the podcast? So again, um, we'll slow down. Right. And we'll go back to the start. So yeah. So take it away, man. I know you said that. Let's just let's just before we get super jazzed. Um... Well, I think it's important that you well, you brought up from the very beginning, and then I was just like, I'm all
1: jazzed up on green tea, and I'm like, ah, and just kind of went crazy. Um, you were talking about how Noah was kind of prophesied, and his and his name had some significance. Right. Which again, names in the Bible have significance. Numbers have significance. Numbers, the spaces in between words. A lot of significance. Like, it's a living thing. It's it's nothing we'll ever approach again. Right. You know, not even, no modern author can approach any of these spiritual texts. The Veda, all of them, right? The Quran, none of this stuff is really going to be, um, in this age, probably replicated like that. Right? Um, maybe in the future, in the next golden age, but in this realm, not so much in this material cube kind of space that we're in at this moment. Um, but, um, so, we know that there's significance to everything. Right, we know their significance. To everything, so that name does have it has a lot of um, merit to it mm-hmm. because it's going to be really important for the end and what the what the end aspect is. And it's so funny because it kind of ties back together with that golden rule and like just letting consciousness work through you. You know what I mean? And becoming like an antenna for consciousness. This is what we're going to get into, and it's really going to be. You know, one of the beautiful things about Noah is we we take him through this purification process. But again, it's it's what he doesn't do at the end is what really helps him pull everything together. Right. And that's something we've been talking about. Not you know, spirituality is not about just creating new patterns. It's about destroying old patterns that are no longer serving. And then also when to kind of, you know, surrender, surrender right. to the universe, you know, surrender to your shadow so you can incorporate it. All these aspects, which are very terrifying to the persona and very terrifying to the the limited psyche but when we really start to approach it this is what we're going to see so noah's name already has this significance to it as rest right or the one that floats above the oblivion mm-hmm. right and and again we're going to talk through the king james version but because the flood and i guess this is actually where we should have started because the flood is in every sacred text mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard not to reference this in older texts because we know that the king james version is a concise story of all these other stories, correct? You know, so we're going to kind of, we might blow up, bring up a little bit more details than we did in like the Eden one, because again, Eden, we're going to go back through and kind of look through the Gnostic lens and we're going to kind of re um, reinvestigate that one at another time. But we will, we're, we're going to kind of bring up some stuff as the aspect of even Noah being born in older books with white hair, right? You know, which is that's a signifying of wisdom. It's just the, it's again, color of hair, colors, spaces, numbers, names, it's all it's all it's coming all together. Yep. It's all there because again this is this is the story of everything. So everything is included. And so even the part of you that you don't recognize and that's what's the scary stuff in the Bible. And we see it as, you know, these monsters and these floods, but it's it's not that. It's 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 the it's the self that resides within that we are not aware of. And so We're kind of going through this aspect, and Noah's got this wisdom, this life above the oblivion. But what we have with Noah is a just man living in unjust times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So this kind of goes in with the sons of Cain, right? That Canaanite energy is kind of overtaking, and... Noah is a unique individual in this realm because he is a just man and he's a man that walks with God. And so we we also see um, Noah as not only the con- continuation of Seth and the second Seth, but we also call him the second Adam, right? right? And where he's going to kind of get that name because just like Adam populated the world, Noah's going to have the opportunity to repopulate exactly. the world, which is, again, this is very interesting because Noah walks with grace, walks with the universal consciousness but he has to face this this ultimate feat um, when he's approached by the creator that there's going to be an oblivion, right? Right. Um, and so, I guess we can kind of just part there, and I don't want to keep
0: going to the story because I no, know you I, probably have. No, no, I, I don't want to interrupt. Okay. I, I like the the way we're sort of going into it uh, rather than getting ahead of ourselves. So right. So continue on. I mean, I, I mean, we we cover you know the meaning of the name and 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 what that represents, but. You know, as, you know, Noah himself will understand what that represents um, when he has this, you know, this task that's going to be bestowed on him by the creator. So, right. But go on. Yeah. And that's, and that's
1: it. That's exactly what we're going to be faced with. He's going to be pretty much foresee that there is going to be this oblivion and there's going to be a riping out because... Men have become wicked, yeah. and that's exactly what we see. These are the the lower aspects of consciousness has been expressing itself, and so there needs to be a cleansing. And again, this is this is about you. This is this is your spiritual body, but this also talks about how the world cleanses itself. Like the earth will go through this process with the destruction of virtue and moral, and all these aspects which are foundational to a healthy conscious society exactly you know so there's a foretelling event for what happens when we lose the aspect of virtue of right. you know the aspect that there is kind of a hierarchy you know there is a better way to express certain kinds of energies right. you know um, and we can see this manifestation so again consciousness not only do you does your conscious decisions affect your life and your surroundings which you know this, the group's conscious decisions, what they think about, what they feel about, and what they do is going to affect the global consciousness. And so we're going to see kind of these dramatic events being created that's accordance to the natural law being violated within the human
0: consciousness. Oh, I love what you just said. That's exactly right, man. Being violated. Being violated. Yeah, 100%. And, and we see this, you know, uh, so to, to cut into what you're saying is one thing that I want to keep reiterating is is this feeling that you have internally, right? So as consciousness tries to rise above these lower selves, uh, the lower self, um, it's felt everywhere, right? And you feel it amongst even your own group right now as we speak, you know, it's like, metaphorically speaking, we're all living in the city of Enoch right now. And we're just witnessing like the sons of Cain's, the worst part of us becoming more and more involved in something that, you know, God himself or Consciousness and energy that is above us is waiting for us somewhere else. As we ignore it, the cleanse is coming, and I feel like we're living in those times as we speak right now. And, and anyone can say that. Obviously, we've talked about this in the podcast that the time frame that we always refer to is is just a blink of an eye, you know. So people go like, "Oh, well, in the seventies, were we feeling that?" It's like, "No, this has all been very, very pro." It's very, it's been happening, right? And we talked right. about that with the Kali Yuga, um, but it's even a conversation that i'm sure most of you have had with even friends and family members uh, i know i have for, had for sure and it's important to know that this cleanse that we talked about even in the steps of alchemy is important to follow through with because if not you know as daniel just said the earth knows exactly when to cleanse itself and that's what you're seeing right now as you're seeing a lot of changes physical changes but also most likely the one you're seeing uh, is not seen by the five cents uh, construct, but more felt internally. And that's what I, I hear people. And and, it, and it's awful because you hear people talk about it and you're like almost waiting for them to finish. And so what are we going to do? And they stop right there. Like, nope, we're overpopulated. This is just the earth right. just so pissed at us that, well, good riddance. And you're like, no, <laughs> right. No, like you must rest. You must pause you must allow yourself for the space to have that consciousness to be raised and and that's something that i think a lot of us are missing out on which is what noah again uh represents uh in so many ways with with this um causal body i, I just want to get into it too much but again i just i've been seeing it everywhere and i think it's interesting that people rather than taking a, a turn for learning how to raise your vibration or cleanse yourself of that of a lower self has been uh, influenced by all of us, people just stop right there. And I think that's just such an interesting time that we're in right now that if you're feeling it, the vibration is, is going through you, and you understand that that not all things are at rest and not all things are at peace, then why are we not carrying on with what we must do in order to find that unified level of consciousness? Right. But instead, again, we're doing this thing where we're just – Stopping right there and just just saying, like, Well, we're in hell, so yeah, I guess that's all we can do is just like wait till it's over. It's like, oh my gosh, like really, right, right, you know and two i love I love everything you said there because it is it
1: is it's like a it's a cop out almost, yes, you know what exactly. I mean, because you're just like, oh, you know what, I'm not even going to build my ark, which is your spiritual body, kind of right, and right. so you know and one thing too, I want to address when the Bible speaks about you know God speaking to Noah. This is him with his consciousness. And if you really fill into your consciousness and you're really honest with yourself, you know your consciousness is telling you that the situation might not be, like there might be something like a cleansing happening, especially if it's, it could just be a personal thing, but it could also see as this like global thing, right? So this is all he's listening to. He's listening to his consciousness. So the Bible, again, this story is about you. So if Noah can speak to God, so can you. Right. And so you can tap in and you can feel this energy. And even a lot of times you feel this energy before you go through the spiritual process, like a dark night of a soul, or you have that event that kind of pushes you into the alchemical process, which is like a flood. And it feels like a flood. It feels like an oblivion. Everything you know is gone, but it really is going to be acting as this rebirth, right? right. And that's kind of what we're we're going to kind of make our way to um but the avoiding of that rebirth because the rebirth is scary because again remember this whole process of alchemy is to die before you die right and that's what we're trying to do and it's a terrifying thing and so everybody else when they see Noah building the ark they're going to start putting static right there's that that negative feeling kind of coming because They're they're scared, and this is the fear. This is your fear. We're acting where you're just like, oh, you know what? We are animals, you know. And that's that's this projection, projection of your shadow, this uncorporated aspect of yourself that's going out, and your shortcomings now are being blamed on the scapegoat of society, uh, on population, right? And we don't know that we're actually doing this like scapegoat projection at
0: that point. Well, we've been given the the words to use in order to, you know, like something I like to think about is if God is energy and energy is God, and the energy is felt. Uh, less and less what do you need to do in order to connect to that energy and raise that energy to another uh vibration then that's something you're you're, you're avoiding in itself if you can feel the lack of god right. you know what i mean which is what again you're just saying right now about what noah does very well is he has that pause in that moment to right. let god in in order to, to understand what's going to happen
1: Go gosh ahead. that's such a good point i didn't even think about that but you're right noah's name is rest you have to quiet your mind for God, and this is why He's the only one that can speak to God at this time because He's the only one that can quiet His mind because He's not caught up into the sensations of life. Right? Ding dong, man, that was awesome. But <laughs> but again, see how it's evolving as right. me and you are evolving in these chairs right now. This this text it's it's growing with us. We're growing with it, um, and so it's just again, it's just it's just this amazing aspect. And even getting into the numerology of those dates, I think we're gonna have to kind of. Really, kind of tackle that as another episode of numbers, but everything has significance, you know, from the amount of lizards that they reptiles that they bring on, with the days of the year and the calendar, to the idea that they're bringing on seven of these what they considered kind of like good and two of the bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, it's talking about how when we go into the ark, which is really going to represent our our spiritual suit, right? Kind of like this 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 overgarment of where our thoughts and our emotions and our actions are within, right? It's the lesser bodies, but it's the bodies needed to operate within this realm. And so what this is gonna have us do is because we have to go through our cleansing, all the aspects of our psyche are gonna be called into this arc, right? right. And so this, again, this arc, we, we talked about how it wasn't really a flood, it was more of a flood, of water, and fire. The ark doesn't represent so much a boat, right? So it's really just a, a place of security. And so this arc that you're creating is in you. It's got to be internal. And this is where you're going to survive the floods and the fires of the external world, and this is where you're going to even survive the floods and the fires of your internal world mm-hmm. because you for just like purification happened in front of Noah's eyes, this purification is happening within you. And it's this terrifying aspect if we're not viewing it from a higher lens. Mm-hmm right? We have to have the eyes to see. And that's exactly what we're seeing. And that's why the kaibalian was so, so big on that aspect of like, you're only going to see as much as you can. And so as our eyes open up to this story, we get to a bigger understanding of, of what's being presented here. But this is, this is about your shelter. This is about your security, because I mean, Noah represents the zodiac sign of Pisces, right? Which is the end of an era and the beginning of a new era. You live in the age of the end of Pisces, which is the end of one era and the beginning of a new era. Like, right. this is your story, baby. Like, yeah. this is you again. This is you. This is 100% us. This is what we're living through. And this is just like in nine, the details are planned out for your survival right? And it's exactly pretty much what we see at nine. It's the coming together of the thought, the emotion, and the action, and the balanced self, and the expression of all these elements. And that's what we're going to see through Noah's sons, which we're going to kind of get into that conversation. But just this aspect of we, you're going to need to survive this oblivion. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think that we're living in an external environment that needs some kind of spiritual security, we might not be truly looking at what's kind of circumventing, collapsing in our external world right now. You know, all of us, it doesn't matter where you stand, on what side of the spectrum, we can all admit that this has been a traumatic time for us. So spiritual security has never been so important. Well, maybe this is why you start listening to self unfoldment stuff. And, you know, this is maybe why you got interested in the esoteric or the occult five years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's calling to me. You're calling. because ca- I mean, yeah. God's speaking to you. God spoke to Noah. He got him prepared for it. Start we need to start looking back and being like, how has God been speaking to me and helping me prepare for this? So we're gonna start looking at all the aspects of growth that we've done and all this the armor that we've already put on through our spiritual operation, and we're calling back the animals. We're calling in everything because we have to survive this aspect. And we're going to just cleanse the grounds and we're going to have right. this whole refertilization process. Because again, a farmer will tell you fire and water makes great soil. And that's right. what we're going to do afterwards with these seeds. But you first have
0: to purify. You first have to have that forest fire for these trees to be reborn. Yeah. And, and I love that you're saying that because, and as far as an analogy goes with the, the seeds um, being replanted and the fire and the water happening. And now there's people out there who will say, well, if I don't live through the oblivion, then what was all this work for? And the work is exactly for the next set of, in this case, the trees to be um, regrown, to be prepared for the for the cycle to continue on, evolving uh, with with the evolution of consciousness that you've made while you're here. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people, I think they they decide to go. Well, look, nothing happened while I was here on this, you know. Uh, on this realm, at least, um, what was all this work for? And it's like, no, it's to prepare the next souls that come through that are needed to also already know what to do and not to do. Right. You know what I mean? So if you don't take that first step, you're also not allowing for those seeds to grow in the next right um, cycle that's coming. You know what I'm saying? Right, because I and I, yeah. you are part of
1: that cycle. Um, and But again, too, it's all work. You do work on this realm for your spiritual development. So it's all about your soul, right. you know, and your soul's eternal. So... You have to do work here, and if not, it's going to be a lot harder to do it in the next realm, and it's going to hurt a lot more. So this is the construct for experience. So even a, a selfish way of looking at it is like, well, I need to do I need to do work here because this is where my soul develops. Mm-hmm. And then as we take the higher aspects, and as we approach the Christ consciousness, as we really open up these seals of the Bible, we see the grand plan. Right. And then we see the future. We see the past. Everything makes sense, and we all, all of a sudden have a just and loving God, which is the mark of a highly perfected individual. Only when you truly can say that God is honest and just with true sense, and not through fear, not through fear because you're afraid to go to hell, but when you can honestly just verbalize the form that God is honest just and truthful, that is the mark of a very, very highly elevated individual. Because we can't, because... No, we curse that when we lose a family member. We curse when we when we lose a loved one. We curse when we see, you know, there's this whole aspect because we can't see this bigger pattern and that's what we're approaching. You know what I mean? So we start with the self of like, hey, this 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 experience is for the development of myself. But as we climb that ladder, we see this, this bigger aspect right. of the trees of the future, the trees of the past. And, and we see the whole grand plan. And that's when we can really start to approach opening these seals of this book. And that, then Noah's... ARC is going to have a hundredth different aspect. Right. You know, like when we have this, the 50 year anniversary of this podcast and we do Noah's ARC, it's going to be 130% different. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and so it's, again, this it's living through us. We're living through it. And we had this really, really unique aspect, but this story is just, it's just everything. And it's it's got everything to do with us um and surviving the times that we find ourselves in. This is a zeitgeist situation for this 2020, 2021 kind of renaissance that we've spoken in the past. Right. And this is exactly exactly what we're kind of going through at this moment. And so, you know, we I know we want to talk about the decks because the decks are awesome. Um so let's talk
0: about the decks and then we'll talk about the window,
1: maybe. Sure. Is that what you want to think? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I mean, oh man, so the structure of the arc, right? So we'll go there first. So what you know about the structure of the Ark, and, and I like that you already kind of talked about it being a, the sarcophagus of, of like, like our body, right? Nice. So it's just yes. like it's just what we are. So so you talk about these three these three decks, but we also talk about the three level. You already said it, sort of the, the trinity. You know what right. I mean? Um, so we can start there. I mean, go ahead and and give us a little bit more about that because um, you know the three bodies making you know the personality of of that sarcophagus right, right. of the of the the ark, but it's um god it's so much more than like that <laughs>
1: right right
0: um yeah so let's go ahead and talk about that really quick
1: okay well you know man too we're again we have to approach the idea that we're here to evolve consciousness right. and for consciousness to live through us so we need to be able to do work in this realm and so the only way that we're going to approach divinity is a three way path. That's actually one way, and that's going to be thought, emotion, and action. Right. And this is going to be really important. And we've again we've spoke about this with the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, thought, emotion, action, and this is the journey back to the back home. Yeah, and that's it's exactly what we're doing, and that's exactly what we're going to see because the seeds of this new earth that we're going to purify through this alchemical process of fire and water— the seeds we're gonna plant is this higher aspect of these thoughts, these emotions, and these actions. The divine spheres. The divine spheres. And so what this does is this really activates access to the divine spheres because we have to work the ground and then we make our way up, Mm -hmm. right? And so thought, emotion, action gets us to an alignment to where we can actually open up our kundalini to become an antenna. This is the unlocking of those seven chakras because your six chakras that are really within your physical body are activated by a balanced thought, balanced emotion and balanced action, right? And now they they kind of break it down a little bit more because there's six of them, so it goes two, two, two. But either way, this is the key. This is the key, thought, emotion, action, and we know this. And so when we activate those, it opens up the seventh one, which is that antenna. And this is right. why we have this ability of rest, and this is, again, why everything kind of happens on the on the seventh day. But this thought, emotion, and action is the steps to divinity. And it's the only path. It's through a needle's eye, right? You have to walk it through a needle's eye, and that's what it is, because it's the way. It's it's exactly what Jesus at the middle path that Buddha speaks about. So it's this thought, emotion, action, and it's getting it into alignment. And this is what's going to bear the fruits of this new generation, this new era. And so we have the three sons of Adam, and they are going to represent the masculine aspect, the positive polarity of this. I'm sorry, the three sons of Noah, Noah, but they almost represent Adams, and they the males represent the positive side, mm-hmm. and then their wives will be the negative component, right? So yep. we can have the balance, so we can have generation. And so this is how we're going to kind of repropulate the, the land, but it's not through this lower thought, emotion of action of the past, because we're in a new generation, we're in a new era. Um, and we have, you know, we have made oblivion to the wickedness of man, which was the wickedness in ourselves, right? Right. And so we have this aspect of this replanting and this this coordination and we're going to see how important this is to have these in balance you know because you know you can have you can have all the knowledge in the world and you can have all the physical accomplishments but if you've never loved you lost out on an aspect of life mm-hmm. and that's you're not going to be able to create that light body right um, because this is very much connected with your aura, right? These The the expression of your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions in a balance very much collates that light body that we were speaking about, right, with your aura. And so with this this, these kind of coming together is going to also be an explanation that aura is going to be connected to the rainbow that we see at the end, that's going to be the protector and all these aspects. But it's just so important to Again, utilize this thought, emotion, and action. And remember, again, Dorothy wouldn't have survived wouldn't have been successful if she just had the scarecrow and the lion. Right. She wouldn't have been successful if she just had the Tin Man. Right. She needed all three of these components together. And that's what this story is alluding to us, the importance of that. So we can open up the higher divinity chambers. Right. Does
0: that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is why I think I don't know if this is like the first season, but we talk about not killing the ego. You know, she never kills Toto. You right. know, Toto, as Toto escapes her, you know, she has the action to make the conscious decision to go after Toto. So, mm-hmm. you you know, you have to go through that process of like, okay, I have to make myself move. And along that path of moving, you will find the three that'll make these spheres we're talking about, these three decks that make the, the divine, the holy divine um, mm-hmm. sphere that then you can operate out of in a and see everything in color, if you will, right, um, right.
1: And you know, I would, I think too, when we um, Dorothy would be, probably be more the ego, right, right. You know, Toto was, but that's perfect because Toto is the innovation and the creativity, right. which we see, we need, which is also another character that we kind of have to bring up, and he kind of represents the all the animals in the arc. So I, I love that you brought that up because that's exactly what he does. Because you bring in those animal aspects, which again is. Some of it is our lower natures, but some of it is those unique qualities that we've learned through our past incarnations, right? When we've talked at the evolution of the soul, um, and also the great aspects that we've learned from the animal, and all that knowledge, all that wisdom, and more the aspect that animals live in balance. right? You know, animals don't need to be taught natural law. So you can say, oh, that that squirrel was dumb. But that squirrel has a better understanding of natural law than ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the humans on earth right now, right? right? That bee has a better understanding of natural law than ninety nine percent. So again, we we always kind of see ourselves through these lenses. um and so it's good when we kind of step back and take a look at this. But this is what we're kind of looking at with these these aspects of, again, these animals that come in and, not even just the perfected animals, but also the unincorporated ones and the kind of the wild beast. And what that's going to really represent is the, is the aspect of, you know, even the parts of us that have not been recognized by the psyche yet and the shadow still has to come in because that's energy that we're going to have to incorporate. And that's what's going to be this next alchemical process that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, even from the allegory of the birds, how it speaks about birds, which is going to be thought right and then it speaks about beast which is going to be about um the emotion right it's going to be the mental the emotional and then the actions which would be the the, the reptiles right so we we have these three spheres how noah's sons kind of split up they're going to kind of split up with the northern the equator and the southern hemisphere and we're going to have the seeds of this like new generation kind of becoming but it's it's again it's it's so much deeper it's so much deeper than just this idea and um you know, when we have a sacrifice, but I kind of went a little fast. So I want to swing back around to make sure um, you got your points covered on that as well.
0: No, that's exactly what I mean. We we talk about the spheres regarding the tree of life, right? And we talk about that. And so you kind of already addressed that, you know what I mean? And I do like that you're, you're, you're bringing up, um, you know, how we have to incorporate all three in order to have this, this sort of process that I think, you know, we're all going to have to go through, uh, again, just like the, the, the stages of alchemy. And I like that you sort of blended all, um, together because I mean, uh, the zodiacs and the grand body containing the animals, like within the idea that, that you've been talking about, uh, it's just like, that's what I really like started to sort of, okay, I have to take a step back really quick. I said, okay, so the, the celestial body carries through these, these 12 different, um, representations, right? right, And so you start to kind of piece things together, like, okay, there's the ark, there's the animals coming on board, but then, okay, what about these grand beasts they talk about? So I think you just did a great job of sort of like bringing so much from above and sort of like condensing that, you know, as you always do, man.
1: But no, man, and you bring up the great part about the Zodiac, because you're right, the Zodiac is the band of animals. There's just what the, we have Aquarius, Virgo, um, and the twins, but other than right. that, we have a lot of animals. So again, a lot of animals. these are... And how do we learn about nature? Like what is the occult? It's the study of the natural world. Right. You know who's the best teacher of the occult? Again, animals. They understand it perfectly, you know? And so like if you like even like physics, like just watch a cat and tell me a cat doesn't understand physics. Like no way. Like yeah. that cat has a better understanding of physics than I ever will. You know? Um and just but the components and what they represent and the deep stories and you're pulling in Aesop's fables you're pulling in all the wisdom you're pulling in all the ancient traditions the worship of animals this this deep the deepest of our spiritual connection the first things we worshipped as humans mm-hmm. so it's it's this it's this coming together of pulling in everything that's great right. everything that has lasted time right the eternal the truth and you're, you're pulling this in to save it. So, you, again, we're saving stuff for the next generation as well. You know, it's not just planting the trees and making sure that the trees are still here. We also need to give a reason for individuals to go out and see those trees. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, I think, what I think the quote-unquote, like, apocalypse is right now. Like, I don't know if it's the, the extinction of all physical life. I think it's the extinction of the essence of life. Right. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be this – it might not just be this physical thing like we – Everybody um, on the internet wants to tell you it is, but I think it's going to be just more of like that essence, you know, of life, and like we're going to lose that, and that's what's that's what's truly terrifying. But, but the, again, yeah, go ahead. No. Oh, I was just gonna, I, it's just going to it's it's always darkest before the dawn, um, and we're all on this ship, so like this is what the journey is all about. So we're supposed to be up against these unreal odds, and this is again why you make this spiritual retreat within yourself that not only keeps you, you know, above the waters of life, but it also is going to keep that, that spirit lit during the dark winter right. and those cold, those cold nights. Um, and when, when there is no light around, you shine the light yourself. And so I just think we have this, this very unique aspect in this story is just so pertinent to our time. Um, but I also know we want to talk about the, um, I know we kind of addressed a lot of stuff, but I, we probably should have because we're talking about the animals. Talk about that sacrifice that happens at this end of the story too, um, and that's going to be the sacrifice of the animals, and it's the first thing that Noah does once they reach the land. Um, but you know what? We missed so much stuff. Are we just going to do a part two to this one?
0: I think we have because to. we
1: didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the birds, no. which are huge. We didn't. I mean, what are we? What are we looking at on time right now?
0: I think we're about forty minutes in. Oh. So we're not we're hot not, dog. We, we can, we're we perfect. I don't
1: see we're, we're using a different recording stuff, yeah. so I can't see the numbers anymore. Well, hot dog, let's just keep going. Let's go. Um, and so let's backtrack a little bit. Are we just going to cut that? Sure, okay. You um, don't
0: have to, but yeah, I clapped. I
1: clapped. <laughs> um, and so we, um, you know, before I kind of rush forward with this end of the story, too, I forgot that you know, through this whole aspect, we have this flood and we're going through this turbulence time. And then we, we get to a point where we actually land on the top of a mountain. Right. Right. And then, so what this is going to kind of show is the aspect of the consciousness rising up with the emotions, right? Rising up, rising with the waters, the waters that do not wet the hand, right? And rising up with that emotional energy to gain a higher perspective. And that's what we're going to kind of have with the significance of this mountain and consciousness starting to approach its rightful spot, which is right in that frontal lobe of the brain, which we only can have when, when if we talk about that esoteric brain, not only the two hemispheres are balanced on the top of the brain, but also the triad of the thought, the emotion, the action, the neocortex, the limbic, and the um, R-complex, as well as activating. Um, And so that's what the Mount Aeronaut is going to represent. It's that higher perspective, and it kind of getting that lens from now not making decisions from maybe your base chakra, but now making decisions from that crown chakra. Um, And so we have this, this higher aspect of what we've kind of reached at this point. And we've kind of gone through, we've kind of survived this deluge, we've survived these fires and we're sitting at the, at this, at this point. And what I love about this is again, we have rest and patience because Noah sends out the first board, bird, right, which is a crow, mm. which very much, again, comes back to alchemy with the stage of nigredo, which mm-hmm. is that first stage of the alchemical process. And this shows that the work is not complete, right? because it's just beginning. And this is, when we talk about nigredo, it's when we break the alchemical process up into its trinity, and it's three parts. And so nigredo is going to represent that crow, that black bird. black, Yeah. Right? And so we know that the work's not done. It stuff needs to get settled. Land, the higher land has not prevailed. It's still submerged within the waters of the emotions. And so we have this aspect of, again, this cleansing, and we're not, we're not submerging ourselves in the emotions. We're rising with them. We're watching them rise, and we're watching them fall just like we have to do with our internal emotions right, right. because this is again this is that focused thought of calcination and this is the water that does not wet the hands of the the cleansing aspect of of that moon within right and so this is what we're we're perceiving so the waters rise and the waters go down and so then we have the releasing of a dove 7 days later yep. and again 7 signifying the day of rest and the the dove goes out and it comes back with an olive branch in the King James version. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's different kind of branches in the, the past one, but what this shows is is the ground soil. There's fertile land now that we can start planting these new seeds. And the beauty thing is, is he doesn't move. He he waits seven more days until mm-hmm. he sends out another dove. And this this really shows the patience of the spiritual process and not rushing to the end of it and not thinking there's a finish line and being intuitively knowing that you'll get the right sign rather than just looking for a sign and rushing at the aspect. So again, when we get to this point of lighting up the six chakras so that seventh one turns on, we are able to let the universe work through us. And that's what we see Noah doing in this aspect. He's opening himself up as almost the conductor of this universal current. So it goes through him. And what we're going to see with Noah and And what we're going to see in our lives is this opens up the aspect of these higher conscious things of living a life of service, love, and truth, right? Which is this, the ultimate calling that we can approach. And it's really the ultimate calling that kind of opens up these aspects of the purification of the thought, the emotion, and the action. You know, all in their proper proportion, all in their proper ratio, just like all in alchemy, there's measurements to everything, right? Because everything, nothing can be more, right? We can't just, just love we have to be able to think and act right so we have this this aspect of of noah being able to rest to be above the oblivion and to kind of watch the situation and then on that that third one he sends out a dove and the dove never comes back and because the dove has better things to do there's a whole world out there yeah. right and that that shows that freedom it shows the the aspect of you know the mind is no longer bound by restrictions right It's free. Air birds are always going to represent the mind. The mind is free. It's not. It. It's not even owned by Noah. Like it's. It's. It's unbound now. Its. Its limitations are going to keep expanding out, and its consciousness is going to evolve. So as that bird flies, you're going to get another a better understanding of this book, right? A better understanding of these spiritual stories. Um, and so now we make our way, and now we have the aspect of them going to land to kind of prepare the soil. And we the first thing that Noah does is the sacrifice that's of great. the animals, mm-hmm. the burning sacrifice. And um, again, that zodiac comes back around and we have the, um, the burning of the animal and what that kind of represents. Right, no, go ahead. And so again, that's just the, um, the burning of our animal desires and the lower self, all of that stuff that's left over after after the oblivion right we take all those remnants and we reburn it because we're repurposing it and so what this is is this is the altar to the spirit this is the altar to god right and this is a fire that you have to keep burning forever because this is what's going to keep you lit this is what's going to keep you warm when the world again breaks down, because the world's going to break down because the world's supposed to break down. Just like your body's going to break down. Everything's going to break down in this realm. The only thing's eternal is that spirit that's within you. And that's why you sacrifice these lower animal natures, these lower desires, jealousy, fear, all of these aspects, everything that's keeping you restricted from seeing the rainbow that's trying to present itself needs to be sacrificed in the image of God, and that's in the image of creation. And so we need to go through this process, and we talked about this. This is really like that fermentation aspect, like the furthering the furthering of fire. Um, but this fire has to always stay lit, and that's going to be really important because we always are going to be uncovering new aspects of ourselves that need to be put through the sacrificial fire. You know, just once we go through this alchemical process, you clear up a lot, but It starts over again. It starts over again. We've had some interesting life. Like we grew up in the nineties, like just from the commercials we saw, there's a whole alchemical process there to kind of cleanse up the lens. Cause like commercials in the nineties were weird. Yeah. Like it was weird. And you go back to like to this day, if you put YouTube commercials in the nineties, you're just like, what is this? Like the implications of some of them be like, did that kid just like eat his parents? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're just weird. Um, Sorry about that. That's a complete side note. But there's just a lot of stuff in our environment that we need to kind of go through this purification process and regain a new relationship with. And that's kind of what we're looking at. But this, this animal sacrifice of these, these lower aspects is going to be what really kind of makes that purification. And then the story ends with a rainbow appearing, right? which is going to represent our light body right? We talked about this. We have to get all seven colors working together. So it's that light body. So we're able to ascend this, this dimension. And this is exactly what's presented. Okay. And this is an alchemy called the peacock's tail, right? We, we see this on the NBC logo. Right. Like that wasn't an accident. Right. Like they knew exactly what they were doing because what this rainbow represents is the, the seven planetary energies that live within us. And two, 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 The sixes go within, one with, two with thought, two with emotion, two with action. So it's, what this rainbow lets us know is, as long as this rainbow's here, there'll never be another flood. And what that's telling you is, as long as you keep your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions in balance, as as long as you work through this love, service, and truth, there won't be another flood, because you won't even perceive
0: it as a flood. Right. That's why it's a continuous sacrifice in order to keep the crown chakra on. Right. You know, I think a lot of people can read the just like an alchemy, right? You reach this, the seventh step, but it starts over again. And in order to continue having that warmth that we're talking about, when the world goes cold again, there must be sacrifices. And without the sacrifice, you know, you kind of start degrading back to, you know, maybe this world of unknown and, um, and sort of going back to being blind again, and so right. I think that's something that we have to conquer at all times. I know that it's a disappointing uh, process for some people that they realize, hey, I worked so hard and I sacrificed so much to get to the to to this point of this antenna being wide open, so to let higher consciousness work right through me, but for it to stay on permanently, you must always have the sacrifice um, occurring. You know, right yeah
1: 100% and you have to keep that lit you know what i mean and um and so i think it's just it's such a unique a unique story because again we're just scratching the surface of of what this entails um but you know one thing too cuz we kind of got going and i was just shouting stuff out as it was coming out. You know, one thing we didn't address was the one window in Noah's Ark. And this really represents that third spiritual eye. Yep. And seeing that through that Looking lens, above. watching the external world, watching the flood of the external world and knowing that you are within this world, but you're not of this world, right? right? Like you you have a spirit that's disconnected from this and you, you have that shield. I mean, you have this home, which is the Ark. So you can kind of watch that external aspect and see God in the working, even if it's oblivion, but see God in the working. And then also seeing the internal struggle of your internal fire and your internal flood, but seeing it through that spiritual eye is going to give you courage, discipline, and direction for what further needs to be obliviated. Right. Because again, you need to see God in your own personal obliviation as well. Right. So, you know, how can you do that? How can you make a relationship with creation when you see destruction? You're like, well, that's the ultimate task, my friend. Like, that's what we have to do. We have to understand the bigger pattern here. And this is, this is going to be part of the process. And it's not supposed to be easy because this is the biggest question. And this is the biggest answer there is. And you're never going to get a complete definite answer, but your relationship and your understanding of it will grow as you grow and as we grow. And so, you know, Again, I think that aspect of a just God is like the most noble thing an individual can strive for because it's not a blind, it's it can't be blind faith. It's got to be like truly felt 100% in your soul. And again, when we study natural law, we look at this alchemical process, we do see universal justice. It just is not presented in the lens that we can completely understand. But as we grow, we can perceive it better and perceive it more. And we can start understanding maybe why why do we find some of our situations like this in humanity now? You Sorry. know, not only ours, but there's always somebody who has it worse, and we know that in this situation right now that there's some people who are living in the worst situations imaginable. And so, how how do we really survive this? How do we how do we actually change this? Noah again has given us the he's given us the guide just like we got with nine last week, and I think it's just a really special thing to kind of think about and think I about agree. Like, where's that rainbow. You know what I mean? Um, over the rainbow again, we have that connection there to the wizard of Oz. Um, and, um, the Muppets with the rainbow connection. Cause, um, that was a great one as well too. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like all of these things are Jim Henson was a Christian scientist. So he very much knew a lot of these occult aspects with like the dark crystal and stuff. Look how Hollywood uses rainbows, oh, yeah, it's always very important. you know, and that one eye, that one window, look at the logo of CBS. That's that one eye. Like they're putting these symbols not to so much antagonize you, but just because they're deep inside you, right. And so when you see that NBC logo, it pulls something out of you. that's bigger than just Parks and Recreation. and that was a great show, But it's bigger than that. You know what I mean? It's deeper than that. And so that's what we um we kind of encountered to do to break down something this, but again, this is a story that has infinite, infinite um interpretations it it changes with you and it changes with your times um and so it's one of those ones that can be approached anytime and
0: any day and it can pull out a new insight exactly right that that was actually for anybody out there who um ends up interpreting this the way they want to interpret it as as the say the king james version or the kabbalah or like even if you're studying theology you can see all these different aspects rise and, and and come uh to the forefront. But as Daniel just said, it never stops. The, right. the evolution of, of the understanding of what this story entails, uh, it's just so beautiful. It's just like, it, it. again, my words, even in this episode, they they just don't even, everything is, I worried that this would happen because our podcast is based on a conversation. But the more I interpret and the more I understand and the more this sort of evolution continues from within, the harder it is to speak because- right. You can you can internalize it. You can understand it, and it's felt because it's how it's meant to be. But to then to speak of it is just sort of where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know. And so, um, you know, I think that finding macro size examples will probably become something that we'll do later on. In then in the next. Um, uh, seasons to come where we're sort of just like, hey, if you if you can't keep up to the speed of what we're saying, go back to a few episodes where we go into more of a microscopic detail of what we're speaking of. But even just talking about the seven stages of alchemy in this one episode, we sort of rushed through something that's a whole process that took seven episodes right. of a podcast. And, that we just and even then the we surface, were just scratching the yeah. surface of that. So it's, it's beautiful because I think that the unfoldment of this podcast is like the unfoldment of our own consciousness before a bunch of people who are w- willing to listen. And that's why I always say my, I tip my hats off to everybody who listens and has even a deeper understanding than I do. Because as you hear me converse with Daniel, you also may or may not feel this evolution of consciousness happen to both of us right here, right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that in itself is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, absolutely. What I
1: mean? And you know, there's so many times i've now that i've had the beauty of connecting people to this alchemical counseling on a one-on-one there's so many times when people tell us that there's they'll be listening to the podcast and they'll actually pause it and then they'll start speaking like they'll start speaking their mind cuz this thought has come to them and they're and like oh my gosh like i had this thought and you you helped me you guys helped kind of facilitate it um and that happens. You know what I mean? Like it inspires you when you kind of hear these conversations to pull out that information. And then you too go through that evolution right. in that aspect, in that creation. And you now you've become from a listener to a creator. And that's a beautiful thing. Exactly. You know? And so it is it is such a beautiful thing to kind of watch this unfold just within our own consciousness.
0: Yeah, we're all just helping each other unlock right. that that has been suppressed and or locked for so long. And I think that's why you know, this journey was never going to end, you know, ever, ever. So, um, (laughs) I'm speechless, man. It's just like, it's so great. It's 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 so great. It's so great. I'm just like, uh, so warm and just so, um, fulfilled by, by just the, the breakdowns of such powerful, um, allegories left behind that are yet to be completely understood by, um, you know, our, our peers and and ourselves and together though, we will unlock them, you know, step by step. And it's just such a, such a great thing. Right.
1: It's the seals unlock for who those who knock. And that's very important to remember. And that's exactly what we're doing. And we're going to kind of keep it at this pace and, you
0: know, slowly
1: make our way back.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I have nothing else to add if you want to keep going by all means, but...
1: Well, no, I think this might be something that comes up with a part two in the future. Um, right. So we'll kind of go from there. No, you know, I think we definitely want to do um, a future episode on The Watchers because we really didn't do that and kind of the, the powers left be. Right. And so that's going to be a, a, something we're going to approach, but I think we'll, we'll kind of chat and figure out where we're going to go for next week. But absolutely. again, big thanks to everybody for tuning in. It means the world to Eduardo and I. And we just... Can't wait for the next part of this adventure with you.
0: Until next time. Until next time. Alrighty, man. Cool, man. This has been this has been a lot. Uh this is the most I felt like I've had to go back and reread and reread again and have to sort of like really separate the idea from you know, what we think we know of the exoteric version of the story. And I already knew that there would be these implications of the esoteric in there right away from even before reading, um, this book. But I was like, uh, I was just so like, okay, I gotta, I gotta slow down and go back. There's just so much I need to like cover. Um, it was a lot. It was just mm-hmm. so much. So that's that's probably what we'll talk about on a personal level is like the interpretation. But I mean, it's pretty straightforward as far as like what we know already through the podcast. And so, anyways, man, I'll save the rest for the okay. For the episode. Cool. Um. And then I will be asking you about the angelic world, so they bring that up, and we if you want to talk about that. Um.
1: Yeah, let's definitely, we'll kind of address, because we just said we were going to do Noah's Ark, but let's address like the angels and like almost like the fallen, um, and, like the powers to be, mm-hmm. is what we'll call them. But we'll address that all in an episode. So the watchers and stuff like that, let's, yeah. let's kind of address that, and we'll have to kind of circumvent and kind of go back in time biblical, but... Alpha Omega, baby. The beginning is the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, what, if we ever get a question about our timeline,
0: just be like Alpha Omega.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, you ready? Yeah. So is let's there, do Is there this, anything man. else
0: you want me to like note on?
1: No, man. I think um, when I first start talking, I'm going to talk a little bit again about like the lens to take into these Bible studies. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Just to reiterate that. Um, but then you start with however you're going to do. I'll do, I'll add that little tiptoe position in Um, and we'll just go right into it yeah so you just do what you want to do and that's just you know what what I'll probably start off with okay